that helps. All right, cool. How is everything? Everything is so good. good. Um, I'm super excited to be on the couch. Amazing. Thank you for coming. So yeah. right before we just hopped on, like 30 seconds ago, Caroline was talking about how she was editing a clip and time just flew by. That happens to me literally every single day. It's funny how like editing is such a tedious process, but yeah. like I've learned to love it. And I feel like doing this kind of stuff, I feel like I kind of have to love it. Yeah, I think it's funny because it's not something I would ever say I'm passionate about editing, but like, you know, that flow state that people talk about where like you lose track of time while you're doing something. I definitely get that with editing like very easily. Um, like my, I like can focus on it and like not think about anything or not like on my phone. I feel I like produce music. Uh, well, I only do it because I wanted to make music and that's something I'm passionate about. And I feel the same way. And it's just like funny. And also, I mean, in this day and age, everyone's their own producer. So. Yeah. I remember like when I was in fifth and sixth grade and my mom would always tell me that she's picking me up from the play date at like 6 p.m. That was the last time I remember where just time flew and I wasn't really focusing on it besides yeah. editing. Yeah. It's like a flow state of when you're on a yeah. cool play date and you're enjoying yourself, you know? Yeah. I think it's like so rare to find these days to get in a flow state like that, that it's, I mean, everyone, the only resource you can't get back is time. So like you want to make sure you have time, but when you lose track of time, that is a good sign. Time is very valuable. Yeah. So you just started a podcast yourself, PB yeah. and Slay. How's yeah. that going? It's good. I'm already kind of tired of the name, which is horrible. Interesting. Well, how many episodes are you in? Like three, four? Well, I was editing three. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to stick with it because it's doing well right now, but like, um, I, I definitely, I'm trying to become someone who's more in like the moment and like is more le not thinking as long term, if that makes sense. So like, um, in the clothes I wear, like, it's okay if it's not a forever, like it, it, it reflects you right now. So PB and Slay reflects me right now, but I'm kind of already like, what does PB stand for? Um, pussy boss and slay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it was also like, uh, it was the name my work was like least unhappy with. Like there were some worse ones. There was Beanie Baddies. Why is that bad? Because it's just like kind of lame, I guess. They didn't okay. like it. And then there oh, was like Beanie Babies. Like Beanie Babies. Uh, okay, okay, I got um, it. And then I'm trying to think. There were just so many bad ones. Oh man, they were bad. Well, I think PB and Slay is a good one. Yeah, thank that's you. like a that's clever nice nickname for the for the podcast yeah it's cool yeah it's instead of having like the actual pussy boss uh full yeah, name it's too, in much, it. too much too <laughs> okay, much okay so let let's start from the beginning caroline okay. so i know that you were a big theater person growing up yeah. correct and were you homeschooled did i hear that correctly okay, on yeah. stage yeah i was homeschooled too oh bunch God. of weird homeschool kids give me a high five for Coping. freshman Coping. for freshman year of high school i was deciding that i wanted to get really serious in tennis so from like <laughs> sixth grade seventh grade eighth grade i was like mom mom, dad, I want to play tennis all the time. Ninth grade, I was privately tutored so I can travel all over the country oh, to play tennis. Cool. I'd come back and like be privately tutored. So yeah. how did you go from being homeschooled in Texas, right? And then coming to New York and having a great job and career so far? Wow. Well, first of all, you were like a cool homeschooler. You were like a homeschooler that like had something yeah, to do. I wasn't like do. the jungle freak from Mean Girls, right? Like homeschool yeah, jungle freak. You were like... The hot version of me. You were like, I have... I'm already like professional and serious about what I love to do. So that's actually cool. Like you're like a talented homeschooled homeschooled person. Um, I was not, I was like a sheltered homeschooled person. Um, but, uh, and I actually didn't even grow up doing theater cause we didn't have a theater cause we were homeschooled. We didn't have a theater. Like so were club. you homeschooled by your mom or dad? or my, probably my Did you have siblings as well who were homeschooled? I have four siblings. Okay, and all of you guys were around the same age or what made your parents decide to homeschool you in a place like Texas? So they moved from Philadelphia to Texas um, and they moved for work, but they like it there. It's like, you know, it's cheaper and they liked it. And then in the school district, I guess both of them went to Catholic school growing up. So they like weren't public school people. And then I guess in our public school, there was like, like part of the um, district that we were in wasn't, it was like the heroin middle school of like this was in um in pennsylvania in plano texas in texas okay. which is what i've just heard from my my siblings i don't know if that's true but i do know that they wanted to give us like a very christian like uh upbringing like uh si like our science would be like creationism and like you know just like very biblical based and there wasn't like a private christian school that was like i think financially or even that they like seriously trusted oh that was so quick we were talking about so how quick. this food is coming and it, give me one second <laughs> no i love it between seven and seven thirty they're early so 
Do you still go to when my food is coming? I, I don't know if we were going to edit that part out, but my buzzer just rang. So do you still like you go to church and stuff? Um, not really anymore. But like I, I, I when I first moved to the city, I went to church a lot and I do like um, church. I like like the community and stuff like that. But it's just like, you know, not at the forefront of my brain. Did you go to college sense. in Texas? In Oklahoma. Okay, where in Oklahoma? It's called Oklahoma City. It's like a small liberal arts. It's very. It's really known for their dance program and their music a little bit. Um, and I went for music. So okay, and moving to New York. When did that happen? Twenty eighteen. And ha- are you loving it or what? Oh, I love it. I'll never leave. When did, did you go back during the pandemic, though? Yeah, I did. Sept- uh, March to September. What was kind of your thought process in going back to Texas when you were there? I think a lot of it was just like. I I am open this door. Keep close talking. with my family. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm keep talking. I own the couch now. I'm. We're cropping in on you right I now. I know it's me. Thank you. I actually like love when podcasts do this. Like I love a good like you're here with us. You are also yes, getting the Uber very Eats. Authentic. Yeah, I love it. We're not hiding anything. Very here. authentic. Um, vegan delivery food. Ooh, vegan? Are you yeah, vegan? I'm fully vegan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like my options around here, which you know you work in the area, yeah. I have a lot, which I'm like hap- I'm happy with, but like yeah. a lot more. So on the Uber Eats app. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. Oh, wow. Well, put a pin in that. I'm being fancy. Yes. I have questions about being vegan. Um, uh, What was I talking about? Oh, I moved here. And then I went moving here and pin it. And then I went home. Um, Okay. So I'm close to my family. So that was number one. Like any time to spend family with my spend time with my family is great. And, um, my little sister's now my roommate. We're really close, but I met her. Yeah. She yeah, came to the show. Yeah. Caroline did the Ted Jones comedy show, by the way, she killed she it. Go. And also your singing portion on stage. Phenomenal. You had like a little speaker. I don't know if it, if it was like a beat speaker yeah, or whatever. I was like, JBL. what is she doing with that speaker? I thought it was like, uh, you know, when you go around and you have a dog, it's like for comfort and support. I was like, yeah. maybe she carries around the speaker Just, for support, yeah. emotional support speaker. It <laughs> Just starts telling you things. You're doing great. Caroline, it whispers. You have like a little thing in your ear. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. I, um, that speaker. Oh, when I like bring that speaker up on stage, people don't really catch on to it. So it's funny you said that because then I'll start playing music out of it and people are like, oh, I didn't even realize there was a speaker. I'm like, are you kidding me? I walked up with like, It was like an orange, spe- a little speaker yeah, it's too. bright pink. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm very close to my little sister and at this time she didn't live in New York. So it's like, okay, I spend time with my mom. I spend time with my sister. Um, it's Texas. So like there's less like restrictions. So quickly you have four siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, one sister two brothers or how's the breakdown three sisters one brother so he's all alone so there's two older sisters a boy me and my little sister so he's right in the middle um and at that point they were all in texas um one now lives in barcelona but we, they were all in texas at that point so it was just like you know be with family so okay and gr- so growing up in texas though and then going to college in oklahoma was there like a culture shift kind of or you kind of just like felt things were similar no there was such a, it's funny that you say this because it might sound crazy like going from texas to oklahoma was such a culture shock but it was going from homeschooled to a liberal arts college that was the culture shock how long were you homeschooled for though the whole time I graduated wow. homeschooled. Okay. I graduated in a homeschool graduation. And your parents were tutoring you the entire time from K through 12? Um, at a certain point, I started going to community college and doing like dual credits, but it was only like my junior and senior year. So, and I also went to like a co-op of like other Christian kids where like a mom who was a nurse would teach biology. And, but like, this was for high school's uh, um, junior and senior year or for college? For uh, high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it making friends? I mean, small pool. And also the other thing about it is that we were homeschooled. So that doesn't mean that we all lived close by. So you'd make friends, but they lived an hour away. Um, So that was hard. But, you know, I went to like youth groups. So I had like friends at church. Did you have friends who were growing up on the same block as you? No, no. And that's like something I really wish I had had. But I had siblings. Well, how have you adjusted so well to now you're at a place where your job just requires so much social interaction, so much you know, media putting forward and like seeming so normal. How Uh did you transfer into doing that? I think you just like have to, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I was a natural at it. I think you just have to do it until it's normal. Like even I was editing a podcast today and I'm like, Oh my gosh, why did my mom listen to this? Cause like you're very conservative, but it's like, you know, you just gotta do it. You just gotta like, I'm sorry if there's something you want to do in your heart and you know, you have to do it, but it's one of those like, Oh, I could never do that. Cause people it's like, no, you got to do it. And then over time you just, it's like whatever it is that get, it's embarrassing or whatever. It just gets quieter and quieter. So it's gone. I love that. And also at the Ted Jones comedy show, you had like at least 10 of your friends there. Oh my, so yeah, you're so, so comfortable doing that now. Did you start putting videos on like a TikTok maybe where 
all the people from your hometown wouldn't follow you necessarily right away because people just follow on Instagram, it seems like. Yeah, I was one of the first people to get not one of the first people to get a TikTok, but I was one of like the first in my friend group. And um, I was I started to get really upset when people started following me. I was like bummed out. I was like, oh, no. Um, But I remember that like I would make some silly videos and post them like I was always like a silly ish person on TikTok Uh, on Instagram or TikTok. Yeah. Um, But then I decided to kind of like do it, like to make videos. And I came out with, it was uh, a WAP parody called What Ass Puppy. (laughs) Um, If you scroll back, you can find it. And that was like my big, like coming out to like my friends and family is like, I want to do comedy. And you were in Texas at this time? I made it in New York, but right after I made it in New York, I went to like visit family where my parents were at and like I uploaded it while I was there with them and it was like really uncomfortable. It was around 2018 though? Yeah, it was in 2018. When you moved here, where did you move and what were you first doing in the city like around then? Okay, wait, I lied. I posted that video in 2020. It was during COVID. It was during COVID. So I started comedy during COVID. Okay. Um, In 28, wait, what did you ask? I asked 2018, 2019 (laughs) when you first came here, where did you move and what were you first doing? So I moved to Harlem. It's like where a lot of the musical, I wanted to do musical theater. Okay. I was like, I watched Glee growing up. I watched Smash growing up, I was like, I'm Smash. ready. Wow. You Smash? School. Okay, no. I just always see it on like the cable. It'd be late at night. I'd be like, what is? Okay, oh, maybe we're thinking Mash. of, yeah, we're thinking of different. <laughs> Smash was this was iconic like show. I believe Steven Spielberg directed it, which is crazy. It had a massive budget and it was about two girls auditioning for to be Marilyn Monroe on Broadway. The soundtrack, amazing, iconic, incredible. Were it there is, two famous actresses who were on it back then? Uh, Catherine... Oh, I know her name. You, we all know her name. Pop uh, it up. Kath- Catherine. Ooh, Catherine, what's her name? Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Don't worry about it. We're putting it right um, here. Don't worry about it. Now you guys Idol. know. The, from who? American Idol. The really beautiful one. Catherine McPhee? Catherine McPhee. Oh, wow. What a she call. She played the lead. She, she's um, with David, married to David Foster yes. or something. Good call by me, American Idol okay. guy, uh, Kelly Clarkson, team. Ruben Sutter. Um, yes. I, was, I was related to Clay uh, Aiken for like seven months, not by related blood. For seven so months. random. Yeah, it was like a third cousin's marriage where they were married oh. and Clay Aiken was... So it wasn't blood related, but I was related to him for a moment. Oh my God. When it was so cool. That uh, is so, yeah, when it was cool. Like, <laughs> um, uh, so it was Catherine McPhee and then Megan Hilty, who's like a Broadway icon. Anyways, the show was amazing. Go look it up. But, um, so I was a theater girly through and through. So I moved to New York and I lived in Harlem because a lot of musical theater people live in Harlem and I auditioned like every day, like straight musical theater auditions going in. They had the pianist, you sing. Like Broadway? Um, I mean, yeah, but it was mostly like regional theater things. And like, how old were you at the time? 2018? 23, maybe? 22, maybe? Th- 22 or 23. So you moved back to Texas, though, after you went to college in Oklahoma City? No. So I, I graduated Oklahoma City. I did a summer job in Sandusky, Ohio at um, Cedar Point. What? Why? Cedar That's Point's so like the biggest like um, amusement park. Oh, cool! And they have like crazy music. So I was in a band there. I sang and played the keys for the summer, and then after that was over, I moved immediately to New York, and I lived in Harlem for two years, maybe from till twenty twenty. Do you have a roommate in Harlem? I did. I had two roommates from school. There and uh, so you had met them from being homeschooled or from Oklahoma from City? From Oklahoma City, yeah. I mean, having this long journey to now being a person who loves New York, was there a time during the pandemic where you were like, oh no, I might have to go back to Texas full time? No, I never thought I would go back to Texas full time. I think it was just, you know, I think if you want to be in entertainment, um, and I, I want to say, especially if you're a woman, but I don't think that's fair. I think we all feel this pressure. Um, it seems like the people who are the most successful in entertainment are like 19 years old. They're like children. And the reality of it is they're babies. They're itty bitty babies. Yeah. It's like, like Olivia Rodrigo, um, Taylor Swift's album came out when she was like 15. It's like everyone was, is so young. It feels like, and now that's not necessarily true if you really look at it. You know what I mean? Like Tina Turner's biggest hits were in her forties. Um, you know, like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, they were like 30 something. Like mm. if you really look at it, it's not true, but it feels that way. And so I think the big thing during COVID that w- was annoying to me was like, I'm getting older, I'm getting older and I can't even get out there and perform or uh-huh. audition. Yeah. So um, I never, it was never a thing. I did think about maybe going to California. 
Um, but it was never like, oh, I can't move back to New York. It was more of like, um, I'm getting older and it's just going to be harder. And do you remember that article that was like, New York is over? Yes. New York is, New York dead. is dead. That freaked me out too. Cause it was like, oh, I don't want to move to California, but I'm going to have to move to California to pursue my dreams because New York is dead. And that article was just such losery. Yeah. Trash. Crazy. Did you have anything in the pipeline that really jammed you up? Like right around the COVID time? Like something that... Something that you were looking forward to professionally or maybe something that you'd be doing in New York otherwise. No, I just like had no traction. Like uh, two days before COVID, I watched a girl who was the grade younger than me have her Broadway debut. And I oh went my and I was so happy for her. I was so excited for her. And it did like make it feel kind of like it was achievable because like this girl I know did it. But it was like, wow, like... ah. Uh, it just felt like I had accomplished so little, if that makes sense. Did you go ahead? Go ahead. No, no, no that was kind of it. Do you, did you have a moment, like you were saying, somebody who's so close to you or somebody that you know can do it? Did you have a moment like that in stand up? Like, when did you actually start fully doing stand up comedy? Um, okay, so my first open mic ever was in September of 2020 in Washington Square Park, and a homeless person heckled me. Love that. Um, Way to start it up. Yeah. You, so you did an outdoor open mic, your first one? Yeah. A homeless man smoking pot out of his shoe. Nice. Smoking pot out of his shoe? Yeah. Hat, what? Yeah, I know, it was so weird. <laughs> yeah. It was so crazy. I love how he's re- like his resources. Resourceful, yeah. yes. Um uh yeah, so I okay, so with stand up, it was one of those things where I always idolized like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and I did like almost all of UCB, but then UCB died. I did UCB. I was about yeah. to start, I was about to try out for a Lloyd team the week uh, after our performance was supposed to happen. And then I was like, I need to get more stage time. So after the COVID situation happened, I just got way more into stand up. Yeah. I was such a big improv guy. Like that was all I did. Did you, when did you learn about the beef between improv and stand up? I think maybe when I started to do stand up more seriously. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was such a big deal. Yeah, I, I think like, that I think that people in each kind of pocket of comedy judges each other, but stand up yeah. judges other pockets of comedy the most. You know, like oh, yeah. he does improv, like his whole set is improv, whatever. It doesn't really go so much the other way. Like improv people, I don't think look at stand up people no, in I a think negative they light. Them. Yeah, but stand up people with looking at skits, looking yeah. at improv. I don't think they respect it as much as the, the craft They're of like stand-up the to- comedy. Stand-up, like if this is a high school, like the stand-up people are like the like tortured guy in science class who's like, they don't get me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, but I, okay, so UCB, um, for those of you guys who don't know, like when COVID hit, they went like bankrupt and they just like completely shut it down. Was sad. So what class were you in? At I that just finished time? the academy. So like I was like gonna oh, me is that too. Right? I was like I, yeah I finished four hundred one and we were about to have a Lloyd performance. Maybe we were in different classes. We must that's have been crazy because I took it all the way through once. But before I had taken it all the way through once, I went from like one hundred one, two hundred one, three hundred one when I was like nineteen or twenty years old. And yeah, then did it when I also graduated. Like, you know, I mean, it, hindsight's twenty twenty, but like okay okay marketing scam like the classes were so expensive yeah um but i you know i always just want i wanted to follow in the footsteps of like these people i idolized not to mention um i think it came out during the pandemic or right before was that ben schwartz and um huddle huddle whatever their improv show on netflix Tom Huddle, Hiddleston, whoever, if you, Tom Hiddleston, the guy from, uh, wow. Why can I not think Silicon Valley? No, you're good. Um, the, oh yeah. Wait, what happened? I saw this guy in the Schwartz news recently. And middle ditch. That's what it is. Yes. Schwartz and middle yes. ditch. And, and this is guy part of like a Satan thing. Middle ditch. I don't know. I saw a post the other day, I think. Oh, well I mean, that's I, very I, interesting. I need to fact check this that. breaking news, breaking news. The guy from Silicon Valley is in, um, no, no, they had an improv special that came out on Netflix. It was like three or four episodes long and it was, I adored it. Like uh-huh. it was so good. It was like an hour long of two people improving a long, long scene and it was hilarious and amazing. And it was like, just reinforced like my love for improv and how much I wanted to do it. Did you ever watch Nathan for you? Oh, obviously. Love Nathan did for you. you. rehearsal? Yeah. How do you feel about it? I actually really love it, but I'm not quite done yet with it. Okay. It's good. It's good. I mean, it's not it's as good dark. as Nathan for you. Yeah. It's dark and like, it's very clever, which I love. It's kind of like a commentary on something. Yeah. It's a, it's a little odd just because there's not really any moments where like the characters are laughing. There's you not know, a like, moment where you see Nathan's actual personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like he, how, how many more episodes do you have left? I think I just have 
one and a half or two. Yeah, it's good. It's all right. It's dark. But uh, there was like this one point in the show where um, Angela says something about like the sketch that he does with the little kid about the Snickers, like the poop. And she says something. <laughs> she says something. She's like, what are you doing? This is so dumb. And he, Nathan Fielder turns to her and he goes, it's sketch comedy. And like, you kind of see him break for a second. I remember that. And when you meet his parents too, you're like, his parents are so normal. Why is he? So it's, I just want to have, I just want to see him talk normal so i saw him one time this was probably five and a half six years ago right after the first season of nathan for you came out i saw him at a comedy central party and i was like dude i like grabbed his shoulders like dude you are hilarious yeah. and he was like thanks man and he was like looking to chop it up and have a conversation with me i was like dude i don't know i'm wasted right now i was just looking to give you strength in this moment but yeah. he seems like a great guy i don't know what i was talking about with the same <laughs> thing i feel so bad for blowing this guy's spot up. up but it, it up. but it does say that um, swinging saved my marriage. Oh yeah, I didn't know that he was getting a divorce. Like he was getting divorced around the time that that their Netflix special came out. Are um, your friends getting married these days? Actually, my best fr- friend from college, my roommate, is getting married in, on January. Where in Texas? In Texas. So yeah. you're going down there for it? Yeah. Uh, bridesmaid. Bridesmaid. Yeah, okay. I made it. Nice. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. I wouldn't say too many of my friends are getting married. Yeah, my friends, for the most part, who I went to college with, I went to UConn. A lot of them are kind of settling down in the suburbs, buying a house and marrying someone, which is very nice for them. It's very it's nice great. for them. But I like can't relate. It's like I know that like eventually, like just like hormonally, we'll all kind of like want something like that. We'll slow down. But it's like, whoa, guys, <laughs> really? This is what like there's so yeah, much left because it's happening when I guess our parents were kind of getting together. Yeah. I don't know what age your parents got together, but Young. like. 29 and 30 years old to get married and have kids 50 years ago was completely normal. Like it might've even be considered a little late. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know when people ask me like, Oh Ted, you don't have a girlfriend or anything. I'm like, no, I feel like I'm 26. I'm 30, but like, I feel just younger and I feel like I would live longer. I'll We're live expected. at least four. Yeah, I'll li- live at least four years longer than I would 50 We're years ago. to live longer. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, at least a few years. Yeah. And also like, you know, People are having babies later and things like that. So it's like, and if you be, want kids. Yeah, and like, being vegan, hopefully I will live yeah. longer. Let's talk about it. Yeah, okay. So is it like you feel better when you're vegan or is it like animal cruelty? So initially I had jaw surgery about three years and two months ago. Um, July of 2019, I had super invasive jaw surgery. Oh. One of the... One of my sides, my gum line was depleting. So I kind of had like a crooked face a little bit. And my orthodontist was like, we think it's just going to get longer. Apparently it happens in females a lot more where one side of your jaw grows longer than the other. Wow. So I had like serious TMJ, but I never really realized it because I didn't have any clicking or anything. It would just be in pictures. You can kind of see that. So I was like this. Whoa. So he reconnected my jaw. My face was broken in three places. There's metal in my mouth. And from that point... I wasn't able to eat any sort of chicken, steak, or any sort of like animal products. So I was just like, okay, I'll eat fruit, oatmeal. And then I kind of just transferred slowly into being vegan. And like a year and a half ago, I stopped eating fish. So I've been vegan, I'd say now for almost three years and then like fully vegan, like I guess almost two years. Something do you like that. feel better? Is that what it is? I do. I do feel better. I have a lot more energy and I, I think just for, there's so many good things about it. And like you see the world kind of changing countries, going more vegan, trying to have people not put animal milk in their coffees, just like little things like that. And I think just the little things started to compound for me. And I was like, OK, now I'll I'll just go fully vegan just because I have so many options. Also in New York, it's not like I'd be yeah. growing up in a place, maybe like Plano, Texas and have like yeah. options like that or the local restaurant that you would go that's vegan is 30 minutes away something like that so it's become very easy in new york and i've kind of just leaned into it so what would you say to like the haters who are like you're not getting your protein Uh what like well i tell them to i'd be like look at me with my shirt off i'm getting my protein but then also i'd be like it's the way of the future if you really look at it logically we can't be doing all this stuff and speaking down the barrel we can't be doing all these things to animals you know we're we're seeing Uh from month to month that the global average temperature is going up a little bit and there's just so much evidence on you know you go on netflix you watch game changers you watch what the health and you see that people are feeling better looking better their skin's better from eating less yeah eating less animal products so i think that the evidence around us is just growing 
And I think it's also like a good part. It's a good look for the brand too. You think Ted Jones world, you think vegan. Yeah. I, kinda, I really actually really love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, do, I wouldn't Ted cheat. Jones world animals are friends. Yeah. Literally. We got silly glasses, animal yeah. glasses over there, but yeah, of course in Ted Jones world. I like that Caroline. Yeah. Animals, animals are friends. We need a sticker food. that says that, but yeah, I get a lot of questions. Some of my friends will try vegan things, but I mean, I'm not going to, not going to judge someone if they're eating a no. chicken sandwich across from me. But also, like, I kind of think, okay, so here's my thing personally. I'm, like, a very driven person. I was always able to, like, for musical theater auditions, for example, um, there's, like, a union. And if you're not in the union, you have to get up very early and wait outside of the building to get on a list to be able to audition. Wait list? Yeah. And I used to do it every morning. I would wake up at, like, 5.30, 6, and I would get to the building. I'd wait outside, even in the cold, and I'd go in, and I'd wait to audition. And then when I finally got to audition later in the day, then I would go to my waitressing job. I was very like driven. I wish I had put all of that energy into something that was a little bit more productive, like something like well, you are comedy. Now. Yeah, you are now. <laughs> like you don't realize that like how much of like that's kind of a waste of time. Um, but uh, I was ve- I'm very driven, and I'm like that, and I can push my body through things. And then when COVID happened, it's like it all changed. And like maybe it's also like those few years that I like you know I was twenty three when COVID hit now I'm 26 but it's like maybe it's just those few years but like I have slowed down I've I have not a lot of energy um and like it's after work I'm like I don't know if I can go to a mic I think I'm too tired like I just don't have a lot of energy but what I've come to realize is um maybe it's like COVID but I think the reality of it is is that I I my eating is really bad what time do you typically go into the office in the morning oh my god it's bad I like today went at 1030. But you can kind of go in whenever you want. Yeah, you can go in whenever you want. I mean, it's but you're there for a long time. And also, like, I feel like sitting sometimes being stationary and then going out and then eating something that makes you super full, like your energy is focused on breaking down. That's true. The food in and your I stomach. forget to eat lunch because I'll like work through lunch. and I'll be like, oh, my God, it's four. So, I mean, that is fair. But I definitely think that. I need, I need to do something to get more energy. So like the vegan thing, I'm like, mm, interesting. You have so much more energy. Like that's what I want. I'm on COVID for me kind of just changed my whole perspective outlook on life for the most yeah. part. Like I had a girlfriend right after I had jaw surgery. We ended up breaking up. She was great, but like it just ultimately Trash wasn't her. working out. Yeah, <laughs> ultimately wasn't working out. She was super young. She yeah. had a lot of life to live. She was great, whatever. But getting the jaw surgery kind of switched me to go vegan. And then during the pandemic, I used to work in my dad's company for six and a half years, a real estate company in New York. And then I just decided it was right around the time that COVID was happening, like March 2020. I was going to tell my dad, all right, I want to focus on doing improv, doing stand up yeah, my podcast full time. But another year came around just because like he needed help. I wasn't about to switch to doing this stuff full time when there was nothing to really be had. So switching to comedy full time and trying to make myself more serious about it. I was waking up at like 440 in the morning almost every single day, like working out, trying to make the most out of the days and trying to make this whole uh, situation a full-time gig. And I think it just like motivated me to change something just because I was like, I don't want to be in a situation where, oh great, I worked in my dad's company for 15 years. Now all of a sudden, boom, it's mine. So I go from making X amount of money per year and then all of a sudden I own the company. I kind of wanted to do something that made me stand out. And then that's what happened for the most part with going vegan ending a relationship and just focusing on the Ted Jones world stuff full time. Yeah. I mean, I, we've only like, I mean, we've like DM'd and things, but like we've only met three times and I will say like, you are a really hard worker. Like, I appreciate that. You also have Tony <laughs> Robbins right here. So I know, Let's go! I know, like, Tony! you know, you can just see by the books, but, um, uh, but <laughs> no, I haven't read all those books, Caroline. Don't be too <laughs> impressed, but they're there. And also I don't, I don't need as much to dig into yeah. the book. As long as I see those titles and stuff and you'll see my bathroom, maybe on the way out, I have shower notes, all no, over my I'm shower. a similar. This is like the type of thing. I think, I think it's hard for people who aren't like this to understand because I remember my old roommates, like if I would feel down, they were like, um, Oh, you don't have to, you don't have to wake up early for your audition. You don't have to do this. You can take a day off, but it's like, actually when I'm feeling down, what makes me feel better is like a Ted talk working. and yeah, working. It makes me feel better. I like, I love doing it. So, um, I, I can relate to that. So like when you talk about energy, I'm like, Oh man, I want that. But, um, and the, crystal- the Amazon okay, well, crystals. Explain the crystals now. <laughs> okay, I was on Amazon. I was seeing this girl. She was really into the crystals and say, and was saying how before her performances she would just like focus on the crystals or whatever. And I was like, oh, that seems cool. So I went on Amazon.com and got crystals. And, and you, here you, we are. You like you like it works. 
I guess. I yeah. mean, I'm a super positive thinking guy. That's I good. try and keep my energy and my mood at a high level no matter what. So, yeah, I guess it helps. All these things in my apartment, you see, I've got yeah. shenaniganery all over the place. But it helps. I think just looking at things that are positive throughout the day helps. Like my mirror in my bedroom. I'm like, you're the greatest. Things yeah. like that. I don't know. Just like things that maybe I would be embarrassed by if my friends oh, were to come over. But I don't exactly. give a shit. Okay, well, that's good. I need to get there because I, I definitely have like the notes, um, like the sticky notes, but I, I do get a little embarrassed. I'll pull them up. But um, it doesn't. It makes me, it's just like, it's more of just like what our personality types are. But like, but seriously, every time I've seen you, we, you produce a show, you produce a podcast. And you're killing you're it vlogging, too. Let's not get it so twisted, many okay? Man on the streets, like oh, yeah. incredible. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So do you, do you work out? Does that help your mental mood at all? I, I need to. Um, I know that I need to, but, um, like kind of with my energy struggles and maybe it's like a little bit of a mental health thing, but when I would work out, it just depleted me. It, it should do the opposite, but it actually took everything when away. When would you work out usually before work or after work? Like after work. Well, I think also getting out that late and being so productive during the day. Yeah. Also, you're like, I don't want to go to a mic. I don't want to work yeah. out. I would rather just eat whatever's in front of me at this exactly. particular time. Yeah. I, I, but it's like, you know, only, for how long will it be like that for me? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well now it's time to change things because like, you know, I'm not going to get rid of the job. I'm not going to get rid of stand up. So it's like, okay, well let's make this work for each other. You know, have you ever tried to eat more cleanly in the plant-based type? Style? I, I did do the whole 30 in college. Um, it was a little bit more of like a, a body dysmorphia thing. Um, Cause I went to like this art school where it's crazy actually. Um, but we were weighed. Um, yeah, they just stopped doing it this year. Like this is the first stop year. for yeah. musical theater. Well, it was like, if you took a dance class, you had to get like, it was really bad for the dancers, but the, if you're a musical theater, you danced as well in the dance school. So you got weight as well. Now is it because the men had to hold you up? I think it, and your Andrew Tate, um, clips by the way are hilarious. Speaking of men being more yeah. powerful. Yeah. Oh my God. He's honestly so powerful. Um, but top G. yeah, he is the top G. Um, but he, no, uh, I, that would make sense, but like also like, you know, men don't really lift women that much. Maybe, well, maybe in ballet, ballet, yeah. but like not in jazz or like rockets. Like there's not really any male rockets. And like we, the, this, my school did a lot of rockets stuff, but it was also like, you know, me in the musical theater school, the musical theater, the director of the opera and musical theater, like he told me, he was like, you, if you want to work in film, you got to get some implants. So it was just like an icky, I know it's such a gross, it's a crazy, it, and when you're 22 and someone implants. tells you that. Yeah. Oh my God. I bet you were thinking about it all the time. I was like, oh my gosh. I like, I was not okay. That's so freaking, that's terrible. I remember also like I was, so, he taught the class that I had to go to next. I was sobbing. I went to the bathroom. I was crying. And I was like, what am I doing? I picked up my backpack. I got out of that class. I never went back. And then I went and like told my friend who was very, very sweet about it. And then finally, like a day or two later when I felt like a little bit more like, I had gotten a little bit um, under my belt. I like told the guy I was seeing and he kind of said like, you know that he just says those things to like play with you, with your mind. So like he almost like, you know, he just says those things to make you like stronger. And it's like, I don't know, you're 22 years old and your teacher told you that seems like a title nine. Did you find out why they wanted to weigh you though? What was the purpose, oh, the reason behind they it? They said it was like, you know, it used to be a big thing for dancers to get weighed in Broadway shows like, you know, in the eighties. So they're just like, we're old school. I went to a professional children's school. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I think we briefly oh, yeah, spoke we about, about it. That, so yeah. it's a performing arts school on the upper West side, actors, singers, dancers, models. I was an athlete. I went there for tennis so I can travel. So for sophomore year, junior year and senior year, I would leave on a Thursday, come back on a Monday. They'd give me the homework. I'd take the test on Monday just to have a flexible schedule. Yeah. There were so many ballet dancers, ballerinos, ballerinas and yeah. it just seemed like all of them were so thin and I can imagine it was probably the same it's kind of issues a lot of pressure like I was I didn't grow up a dancer I'd never taken a dance class till I got to college but I don't know if I could handle looking at myself in the mirror 24 7 on top of that people telling you that you're like bot you know what I mean like I can't I I don't even you know I had like my brush up with it with that like teacher and like with dancing in college but it's like you have to look in the mirror all the time you know what I mean? Janet Jackson actually talks about it because she was a little curvier. What does she say? She was like a, a dancer and she was like in a ballet class and she like, you know, her, they just like always kind of like commented on her body and it just like, you know, I think she was anorexic for a long time. How did you deal with it moving forward? 
So it's so crazy because I like, you know, always had disorder. I don't, I wouldn't say I had an eating disorder, but I had disordered eating. My roommate in college was bulimic. It was just like kind of a, the school cultivated this behavior. Um, you know, they, they definitely cultivated this behavior, but then afterwards, you know, you want to be in entertainment and like, it's already hard enough with like social media and like body image issues. And then, um, I like really struggled with like my mental health out of college. Um, this is like getting dark, but, um, now it's light. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah. But I always like really struggled with being depressed. Like I knew from a young age, like no one needed to tell me. And then like someone did tell me when I was like in middle school, like a doctor, but I really struggled with it. And then finally it was so bad during COVID. It was like, you know, you just can't live like this anymore. So I started, um, therapy. And when I started therapy, um, I lost 15 pounds immediately. Like it was like a weight, literal weight in a good, in a good way, like good 15 pounds. Yeah. I mean, I was never, I was never like a bad weight. Um, especially since I'm like taller and, um, like I'm, you know, it usually just went to like my thighs. So it's a little athletic. So it wasn't like anything bad, but, um, it's just funny because it's like you, I was so hard on myself about like, Ooh, you gotta be thin. You gotta be thin. Like you used to be in high school. And like, and then it was like, as soon as you get your mind right, it's like, I mean, I'm sure if I was still 15 pounds heavier, I probably would be like cool with that. But it was like, as soon as I got my mind right, I was like, you know, I don't really, I don't really look, I don't really worry about it anymore. It's like over. Did you have success on social media right away? And was this after maybe you started seeing this therapist and you were like, oh, my body image now is like this because I have success on social media. Um, Cause I mean, as far back as I looked on your profile, yeah. doing some stalking, of yeah. course, I mean, you've been super successful. So um, if you scroll, it was like before reels when I was doing like IGTV, like the longer videos, you can see that I look different than I do now. Um, and I was like having success, like with my friends and family, for example, like I wasn't like going viral or anything like that, but I was like definitely getting more likes on my videos. People were sharing them and, um, I didn't like love the way I looked and it was like kind of hard to look at it a little bit and then as time went on I think you just get desensitized the way you look and then like you know once I'm trying to think of the timeline of when you know I I started therapy while I was home and I moved back to New York in September I started making videos in September so it was probably like you know a couple months in I was just kind of over it and then I found you know I had been taking an acting class before COVID and I really wanted to act and I found like when I got more comfortable in my own skin like even watching the videos I'm like my acting is so much better like oh so you were you were totally cool with watching your videos and you eventually were, and, yeah like now i'm like you know i'll even see a video where i'm like oh i did not look good there and it's like whatever it's fine you still like like what you were doing at that particular time you thought it was funny what you were making yeah i thought it was funny what i was making back then yeah i i think like you know I, I think like creativity is like a train that can't be stopped. So sometimes I go back and look and some of it I am proud of, but some of it I'm like, I'm over this, but, um, I've never like, I haven't put out, I have put out videos. I'm not proud of, but not that many of them. How did homeschool affect your life today? What do you think would have been different if you just went to a regular high school, public high school in Plano, Texas? I think I would date around a lot more. I like, I think that's number one. Like I grew up like, in a purity culture and like things like that. And so I, I like have never really understood hookup culture. I don't really understand like dating around. So I think number one, that was, that would be like the first thing I would do. I would like date around. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? I don't know. I think my, I would say like, I would maybe be more free with my comedy, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of people watch my comedy are like, you Raunchy. are free girl. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like lock her up bad girl um so yeah that's i really think a lot of it i've gotten i've gotten through but um you know in college i would have said a lot of things i'd be like i would dress different i would do comedy i would write music and not care what anyone thought i would you know what i mean so i i think some of it i also like do write a lot of like serious music and i think i would be more open about sharing that um but I think a lot of like, oh, my family's going to see this. Um, so I really, I think the only thing I would be really different about is I would date around. Mm -hmm. But I just like, I don't really feel that. Did you feel any sort of homesickness when you came to New York and you were like, oh, I wish I was back in Texas? Just because like being homeschooled, you're with your parents almost 24 yeah. seven, right? Well, I feel I felt guilty about living in New York. Like I was like. I felt guilty that I didn't have a lot of time. I wasn't spending a lot of time with my family, if that Did makes sense. Did your family make you feel guilty or was it um, just, it came from you? 
I don't think they necessarily made me feel guilty. I think that we spent a lot of time together and like it almost is expected of you to spend a lot of time. So it was like a little bit like my mom's like, I just miss you. I wish, you know, but she wasn't necessarily like, you know, manipulative Come or anything. Back home. Yeah. And you want, I always want to move to New York. And the moment I realized that like, maybe it was bad that I moved. I was, um, dating a guy before my senior year of college. And he said to me like, well, after college, like you're going to move back to Texas. And I was like, Oh no, I'm not. Where and was he from? By the way, Texas, Texas, like, you know, finished high school, bought a house, Texas. You know what I mean? Um, and I was like, no, I'm not moving back to Texas. And he was like, why would you, well, why would you move away from your family? It's so selfish. Like you're going to live your life away from your family. And I was like, I never realized that I had to live my life away from my family to live in New York. Like, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I did feel bad, but now my little sister lives with me. She graduated college, uh, you know, in 2020. Yeah, 2020. Where'd she go? She went to Baylor. Okay, big school in Texas. Big school in Brittany Texas. Brittany Griner. Oh my gosh, oh my hope God. she's okay. Nine I know. years in jail. Insane. I know, worried about you, girly. Smoking weed, yeah, I poor know. girl. Didn't we make that trade with like, with the- I don't know, I thought we were going to trade an arms dealer for Brittany Griner. I'm yeah. still down for that trade. <laughs> if you yeah, guys are down, but that's crazy. I want Brittany back. I've, I feel terrible, but I feel like, some people get themselves in a situation like that. They bring hash oil to a place where they shouldn't have brought hash oil. But the thing that's crazy is that she spends a lot of time there because she plays basketball there a lot. So it's like, I feel like she's gotten away with this before and they must have just cracked down on her. I'm sure. Yeah. And I feel like it's usually not the first time when you get caught, you've done something wrong. Yeah. I don't know. It's really sad. You see like her wife post a lot and you're like, Oh, um, but yeah. So my sister went to Baylor. So living with your sister in the city now mm-hmm. and where are you guys living? We're in the lower East side. Okay. Amazing. And you guys are, you guys get along well. Have you always gotten along well? Um, I mean, I think that there was a time when we were younger, we'd fight. Like I remember like shoving her in between the door and closing the door as hard as I could. Um, so well, she probably deserved yeah, it. Yeah, she definitely did. Um, so I definitely remember that. But, um, you know, since like, High school, for sure, since I haven't been in college, we've gotten a lot. And you're closer with your other siblings, too? Yeah, I'm close with kind of all my siblings. I'm, like, probably... I'm closest with my little sister, but um, I think she's also, like, my only little sister. And so, like, you know, I have, like, motherly instincts. So if she's, like, my only little sister, I'm kind of, like, a little bit more... Do you guys cook in the house? Oh, yeah, we do. So now there's there's opportunity for you to cook vegetables. You're right. You feel the you're Uber right. Eats if you're feeling fancy. Yeah, you're right. right. Well, I'm always feeling fancy because right, cooking is a go. lot of work, but <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. It really is. Yeah. We've just had the gas turned on for the first time in, like, a few months. <laughs> So tonight we'll see. Well, no, tonight I'm eating that Uber you Eats, but eat that eventually I'll put some pasta or whatever. So Caroline, moving forward, uh-huh. you know, throughout the rest of the year, rest of 2020, you have anything that you're, you're looking forward to? Maybe the podcast, performing, any any such events? Um, So yeah, we're in episode three of my podcast. I'm super excited about it. Um, and how often are you releasing it? Once a week? Once a week. We've gotten really good reviews, which is like amazing. Um, And I am, it's crazy to say this because like I have like no like set plans, but I am my goal that I put on paper is um, by the end of the year to have like a one woman musical comedy show and be wow, performing it around. So um, I'm really excited about doing that. Um, and that would be an hour. You think, you know, like I'm 30 to 45. Yeah. I'm going to say, I feel like, you know, it, de- it de- I, I have an hour. I'll be honest, but I want to make sure it's like a through line. So where it all makes sense. So um, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see, but I'm excited. I need to get like performing live again because it's, or more often, because it's like really like feeds my soul. Are you going to bring in other people like outside of the podcast? I know that you do the podcast sometimes with barstool people. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I'm planning on having a lot of, I actually have my first non-barstool person on, on Thursday, but, or Wednesday, Wednesday. But um, yeah, I'm planning on it. It's, it's uh like one of those things that like we have people who like, uh, book talent at Barstool and it's like not until you get a certain amount of followers will they like you know like Daniel Radcliffe was here like this week and it's like well he's not coming on my podcast like I have to like what not until you get a certain amount of like listeners um will they like help you book things so yeah I'm I'm just mostly having like buds on right now and how did you get to Barstool and like how was that journey so um starting to work there yeah no it's it actually was crazy so I a year ago Oh, under a year ago, under a year ago, but no, it was like, in, I'm sorry. In like January, February, um, a comedian, mutual comedian, um, Chris was like, sent me a Twitter thing and was like, 
we should apply for this. And Barstool was saying like, do you want to work for Barstool? Fill out this form. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to work for Barstool, but then he was saying like, oh, there's this other comedian, Francis, who uh, worked at Barstool and like he made a lot of great co- content. And then um, my friend that I used to work with, Grace, got hired by Barstool and she immediately started booking shows at the stand. So I'm like, okay, like sold. Um, and like I watched like Francis um, Ellis is like so talented and so funny and Grace is so talented and so funny. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in. I guess it's not all football stuff. So we filled out these <laughs> forms and then I got an email um, asking me to book off a week in June and then I did like this reality show they had called like Barstool Idol. And every night we had to do like challenges. Like you have to write something, you have to make a video, you have to do this. And then at the end, the winner gets a contract at Barstool Sports and I won. And how long is the contract for a year? It's for a year. Yeah. It's like, it's not like one and done. Like in my offer, they were like, this is how much your bonus would be next year, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I mean like hopefully, um, but yeah, so it's I'm only two months in. It's been really good. It's like an ins- cr- it's like a crazy job. I think anyone thinks like maybe working at Barstool is crazy. No, it's like insane. How do you mean? Wild, like, 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 uh, we did like a reality show where we lived in the office for a week and we couldn't see the sun. <laughs> what? It's just like so. It's so silly. It's like it's a really great. Um, like I can't speak. Ha- the people who work there are amazing people and like can't speak highly enough of them. But um, the job itself is like so cuckoo. And that's... you feel like you have a lot of freedom and kind of yeah. in terms of like doing whatever you want. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like very much like um, supported and like, you know, I named a podcast PB and Slay and no one was like, please, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, no, <laughs> I mean, people rolled their eyes, people rolled their right, eyes, right, right. but no one was like, get this girl out of here security you know well, what i mean a, you know what to be honest that's what happened when i named this whole thing ted jones world and then the ted jones comedy show people roll their eyes yeah and then it's got a little bit of a ring to it I right mean, off the tip of the tongue that's how you know that's how you know you're onto something good when people roll their eyes you're like this is it so basically my day is whatever i want it to be um you know if i need production people to film something for me like i do have to like book them beforehand but um uh my day is whatever i want it to be so a lot of times like i'll be working at my desk and someone will be like hey can i pull you for a take and like i'll do like you know five minutes just commentary on a snapchat video or something like that or um someone will be like hey we're making a video like what is your favorite soda and like it's never that it's like you know i like one we did the other day was like what do you do with your hands during cowgirl and so like (laughs) it's like a silly thing and then they make them videos or like, you know, someone will pull you, but most of the time, like, you know, I'm editing a podcast, uh, or I'll have an idea for a video and I'll pull people and then I'll edit the video. So it's really just like, you know, making content. Um, and they have a lot of like amazing, they have like a pop punk band I sang with, like they just are like, it's amazing. Like it's, it's, they're such multi-talented people. Like it, it's like, you know, the people with the football podcast are like some incredible, like guitar players, comedians. So, um, it's really free. Like when you ask what I do for the company, it's like, whatever I want. Like, How many people are there on a day-to-day basis in the office? A lot less than work there. Um, be, unless it's like football season, but uh, you know, there's a downstairs and an upstairs and the downstairs, the content people, all the production is there, but in the content, it's about like, you know, 30 people. Okay. Um, I mean, people, you know, film their podcasts and then leave. So it's not a lot of people at one time. And you have a good relationship with the CEO, Dave Portnoy? Um, Well, okay. So we've emailed and he's retweeted me a few times. And then he's talked about me on his podcast twice. One time he said I was very original. And the next time, which was only two weeks ago, he said he was very impressed with my work ethic. Let's go. Only two months in, too? He said he's very impressed Let's with me. Let's go. So I, I think it. we have a good relationship. We're not like besties. Like Okay, soon enough. Though. We're not texting. You're just eight weeks in. Soon yeah. enough. You'll be texting him. They're also like very supportive of like other endeavors that you want to do. Like if you want to do stand-up or things or like even if like looking... Um, not necessarily beyond, but like, you know, if there's like, you want to write a script, you want to make a little TV show. Cool. 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 Like, let us know, like send it to us. Let's get some, get you some help. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. They're just so great. they're very okay with you being creative and yeah. kind of just poking your beak and all the creative. Yeah. Nooks. I think that, um, like, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of like who does what, but, uh, as far as like Dave and the CEO Erica go, like, um, 
you know, Davis football, he's like a funny guy. Um, but you know, there's like an LGBTQ, um, plus podcast that's like really out there and you know, that's not his cup of tea, but he like lets them do what they like. He doesn't, you know, he's not, and he, he, he does the podcast with like a 20 year old. Yeah. So Josh, I feel right? like he's really good of just like, like letting it happen. Like this yeah. is what you want to do. Um, I don't get it. Like I'm not your demographic, but like that's awesome. Like go do you. And so I feel like I, I've gotten that a little bit as like being one of like, you know, I'm the only girl who does stand up there. I, there's girls that are there that are really funny, but like, you know, as far as like traditional writing sketches and things like that, like um, not a lot of them. So I, I feel like I have my own little niche that they're like, yeah, go ahead do what you want. Do you work with anyone specifically at like every day or you kind of just go in and do your own thing? I, I have someone who helps me record my podcast and someone who does my um, podcast social media. And then that's the only people that I necessarily am with pretty like, like daily podcast comedy and what else do you see yourself doing uh, at the company well i mean i i don't know i think i here, well let me tell you what i want to do with my life and like hopefully so i want to do i want to be doing live shows um podcast stand up um i want to be doing some some sketches some you know some narrative like t maybe tv even um but more of like things with storylines characters um i want to be making music funny and not funny um i want to be performing that music um so i got a lot i want to get done yeah. which is why i need to be vegan because then i'd have more energy <laughs> the energy level would be up uh so i got a lot of, i want to get done here so it, it's hard because it's like well you know it's 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 like you know i want to um, be responsible. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is to like, you know, any creative ideas I have, I want to honor them and try to like make them because like, you know, that's a blessing to be creative. Um, and so I want to honor any ideas like I'm lucky enough to have, but you got to have energy. Bless. Hashtag bless. Amazing. Literally hashtag bless. So Caroline, shout out your Instagram before we get out of here okay. and where else we can find you. If we want to see your comedy, just let us in on the whole 411 here. Okay. So TikTok and Instagram. Um, at Caroline. We're popping it up right here if you oh, want to hold okay, it. Okay. Popping it up. It's B-A-N-I-E-W-I-C-Z. Banowitz. So Banowitz. So it's it's pretty, but some Polish person DM'd me and were like, your name is actually Banyavich. Don't be saying Banowitz. Oh, but wow. that's what my that's what my family told me to say. So um, my mom's last name was Caracciolo, and then my grandpa went into radio, so he switched it to Car. So I have a little oh, bit of like a different Love that though. Nice Italian last that's name cute, too. Though, car. <laughs> um and then the podcast is pv and slay um it's through barstool sports so you'll find it um it's the and not the and um and what else i don't know follow me because when i do get that show together it's gonna pop um, off yeah i'm really excited to make it i'm like talking way too early i'm like you know when people like are announcing their pregnancy and they're like not even here pregnant it is yet? it hasn't happened that's yet. me but yeah. you can guarantee it's gonna happen it's gonna right happen, yeah caroline thank you so much oh, for coming you. on the podcast thank this you. really was a great time guys follow this girl she's hilarious we'll see you guys next time peace